So now we have our uh, next guest, and Conor McGee. Good morning, Dr. Conor McGee. How are you? Hi, Geraldine. How are you? We are very, very welcome this morning. And we're going to talk about all aspects of safety while people are on holidays. Um, I was thinking of sun and our Irish skins and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But in actual fact, during a chat we had with you just earlier, there are lots of other aspects that you would like to talk about. So you have the mic now, Connor. Thanks very much, Geraldine. So, yeah, sun, let's start there. Commonest reason Irish people have medical trouble on holidays is sunburn. Okay. And now, anybody going on holidays now has probably had a few weeks of good weather before they go. They're probably adjusted to it. But most often, that's the thing that ruins people's holidays, the sunburn. So, for starters, just be sun savvy. Use your sun protection. Use shade. If possible, maybe wear clothing that's kind of protects you from the sun a bit. If you're going in for a swim or that, obviously you're exposed. But just to be a small bit clever about that. Uh, clearly, if you bring in small children with you, they burn far more easily. So you've got to be a little bit um, careful and wise to how, the, how kids are faring out and top up sun protection for the kids as well. Oftentimes, if you're out and they're busy and playing around, you can be having a snooze or reading a book and you might notice them for a few hours. So, yeah, kids, definitely vulnerable. So that's and, and you recommend total sunblock for children? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Particularly yeah. if you're going if you're going somewhere on holidays where where there's a lot of sun. I mean, if you're down in the Mediterranean and it's baking down there, you got to be careful about it. Uh, we were mentioning yeah. things like yeah. where do we go with um, kids being protected from the sun all the time and getting their vitamin D. Mary, yes. uh, Marianne, you're bringing yeah. that up, but I suppose ultimately in the holiday setting, which is where we started. Yes. You just don't want sunburn ruin your holiday. No. Now clearly, if you're going using sun protection on your kids all all year round then there is an issue with getting vitamin D. You can supplement vitamin D, which is probably the, but, way, the thing to do. But not ideal. Uh, the sun, the vitamin D from the sun is the most usable to the body, really. Absolutely. Half an hour a day of sunlight on your skin gives you enough vitamin D. Typically, Irish people in the winter here are vitamin D deficient, and, and typically we're, we're loaded up with it in the summer. But you may need to top it up. Um, but in the context of, of the conversation around holidays, you know, sunburn is the commonest thing that ruins people's yeah. holidays. So just... In that particular setting, I'd advocate that you be very careful. Can I ask you Sorry. one quick question, yeah. Connor, about that as well? There, there was an old-fashioned theory that uh, people who were working and sweating, that the film of sweat on the skin uh, gave them a certain amount of a filter for, from the sunlight and allowed the, the skin to acclimatise better <coughs> to uh, taking the sun in. Is that correct, or is that an old-fashioned... Yeah, I wouldn't really write that down in a medical exam. Okay, uh, no, I'm yeah, curious no, about it now. No, so basically there's six skin types, all right? Okay. And, and people with, we say, red hair, green eyes, they're typically skin type one. They, their skin burns the most easily, yes. all right? However, they have the least amount of skin cancer and the least amount of bad burns because they get one good burning early on, and they they They're get cured. very savvy cured very fast. For life. Yes, yeah, no, no. So they, they tend to be very sun conscious. Yeah. Uh, the middle groups then, groups two and three, where you start to get into different degrees of sallowness, that's where skin cancers over time show up because those people, they do tan up and would be, how do you put it, maybe less conscious of it or a bit yes. more laid back about it because, oh, you know, I like colour up. But they, they, they tend to run into trouble. And then the dark skin types... Um, yeah. They have a certain protection yes, there's from yeah. their yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask you on that point, Connor? Um, people, older people who 
nobody ever warned us about sun. You know, we lay out in the sun, and I remember putting olive oil on myself yeah, to make yeah. make sure I got a bit of sun. Like there was damage done, I'd say at that time. Are that age group presenting now with more skin cancers, or do you know? Very definitely. Yeah. And so I would. So I do a good bit of kind of skin cancer surgery yeah. in the medical centre, and typically I'm getting farmers. Do you know what I mean? Gardeners, people are outside all day. All down. And mm-hmm. if they're not wearing hats and if they're not covered, they're coming in with lesions, usually typically scalp, face, ears, neck. Yeah. And very often there's, there's two kinds of local skin cancer, right? This is different to melanoma, which is the real yes. bad one. That, that, but local skin cancer, they need to be cut out, all right? Yes. And they're treated locally. Um, they're, they're not life-threatening or anything. But you'll end up with a nice scar for yourself if, you know, if, if you don't mind it and look out for it. Yeah. So anybody who's got, you know... Uh, some kind of a mark on their skin, particularly face, neck, that's not going away after six or eight weeks, should maybe have that looked at, okay? Because if it's only two months old, that's early, and if we can spot it, we can do a biopsy, which commits you to a single stitch, a very small mark in your face, and we'll know for sure, and then maybe a bit more needs taken off. But that's a very contained event and very fixable at source so yeah if you've got something that on your face that's not healing up after two months that's worth having yeah. a look at what kind of something now Connor is there anything that you should look out for a rough sore thickened yeah. bit of skin that just doesn't look changing colour maybe or right, so shape ch- or changing colour you're getting into melanoma oh, so right. if anybody yeah. has a very discoloured very dark lesion anywhere particularly ladies on the legs and it's very dark and it's changing colour or shape and you know that it's different to what it was before, that needs looking at. Right. Okay, that's a very definite that's okay. a very definite yeah. thing. But so that's the dangerous end of it. But the more common one on the, the, the head and neck is a local event and very fixable without And needs to be seen to too. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be seen yeah. to, yeah. Now you mentioned other things that while we're going when we go on holidays we should be very aware of. Yeah, so the next thing that ruins, medically speaking, that ruins people's holidays is dehydration, okay? And that can occur in different age groups. So if you take youngsters, uh, you know, late teens, early 20s, a gang them heading off, chances are they'll hit the beach, they'll hit the town, they'll dance all night, one or two hours in bed, and up to the same thing the following day. They'll get dehydrated very easily if they're not looking after themselves. Probably hitting the beard, though, Connor. But I'm, that's in, not I'm right. including that. That's even more dehydration that's, involved. That's yeah. not yeah. the, the, yeah. the right So if anyone in that group is listening, I'm telling them, when they come home from, from having danced all night, load up in water, go to bed, and start the day loading up in water, and things will work out okay. okay. Moving up the age groups, then, it wouldn't be unheard of for maybe a gang of lads to go off golfing. And something similar, they land, they hit the golf course, then they go for drinks that night, up the following day and off again. And if they're playing golf somewhere hot and very sunny, same would apply to hill walkers, same would apply to any outdoor activity. But if, they're, if, it's, if it's activity by day and drinks and fun by night and you're not loading up, you're disproportionately to be dehydrated. So we do see fellas in particular getting uh, gout and getting kidney stones. Good Lord. Yeah. We see there, there are two medical events that if you're prone to it and your body's in a state of relative dehydration, it'll come on. So, yeah, same advice. If you're on a golfing trip, if you're on a hill walking trip, hill walkers tend to be... More in savvy. Fairness, yeah, they're more savvy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Camping, you, yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. But yeah. if, if you're outdoor activity and it's physically demanding and you're sweating a lot, yeah. then you need to replace that and some. Yeah. And that's, that's the tip there. So, so, so do you recommend people bringing electrolytes? 
you know, sashes of stuff just in case? Or For anyone that does, the only medical thing we'd ever say about the electrolytes is if it says 50 mils, you do 50 mils, yeah. all right? Yes. Um, when I was doing my pediatric training, my boss of the day hated electrolytes because we would often admit a child where the child was sick and the the very caring and endearing parent would have felt, oh, my lad is really sick, so I give him three sashes to the 50 mils. Right. Oh, and God. that brought, yeah, so the incorrect use of electrolytes actually yes. causes problems. Yes. Um, just as we're on this one, uh, I do know of some people who took a late evening flight with a very popular low-cost low carrier and on the flight they thought they might have some drinks and, and keep themselves going. And because of the end of the day, there was nothing to be had. So it was a long flight without a cup of coffee oh, or a bottle gosh. of water. Mm-hmm. So if you're flying late in the evening, uh, I recommend you bring buy a bottle of water. Yeah, bring fluids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's easy enough to do now, and we should all do it. So those are good uh, tips, Connor. Now, there are other things that you mentioned that we should all be more aware of. Well, certainly for... So a lot of people are very conscious about getting clots when they travel, all right, yes. mm-hmm. and, and medication. So <clears throat> in the last number of years, we've had a much older demographic travelling, partly because older people now are fitter than what they were previously. So there are a few things there. With flights being delayed... Everybody's the sense that if I'm on a flight and I'm sat in one position for a long, long time, I could get a clot. In fact, if your flight's delayed, uh, you're probably likely to spend longer sitting yeah. at the gate, oh, okay. un- unmoving, than you would be in the flight. Because no one thinks of, you know, you get to the Before gate. you get on the flight. Before you get yeah. on the flight. So <laughs> if, if you're vulnerable to clots, there's... there's um, there's elasticated stockings mm-hmm. that you can put on. They should be put on before you leave home. Right. So that if you do find yourself... And they're effective. To- quite, they're quite effective. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if your flight's delayed, you could end up spending three hours at a gate. Yeah. You know, whereas you have it fixed in your head, oh, if I'm three hours in the plane, I get better, better walk around and stuff. Whereas at the gate, if there's pressure on seats, you stay in the seat you're in because you have it and you don't... And you're minding your luggage and your whatever. Yeah. All yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the other thing, too, is for anybody who's t- undertaking longer flights... And if there are medication, particularly heart failure medication, the like of diuretics and, say, water tablets, I think people should have those with them. For the same reason, if your medication is packed into your case and that's gone through and your flight is delayed and it's a long flight, you may end up going 10 or 12 hours without your medication. Mm-hmm. And but Shannon is great now because you can actually put, bring that in your hand yeah, luggage yeah, yeah, if you need Shannon, need very accommodating, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I suppose the other message is really to fly Shannon if you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we're we're pushing that all morning. Yeah, yes. and just just as well. Uh, once upon a time, uh, in at uh, in Aerostess, with had she had recommendations for a long flight, and she was saying, especially if you're in a middle seat, that and it's more difficult to get out and about and move. And she was saying that every now and again, she said, just slip off your shoes. She recommended the stockings, but she said, uh, write the alphabet with your toes. Ah, and mm-hmm. if you if you if you do that, you see it, the way it works the muscles yeah. of your feet and your your uh, calves. And it was it was brilliant advice. Well, it yeah. is because what causes the clot is stasis. Is yes. you you parked yeah. in one position and not moving. So in the act of walking or doing the alphabet, yeah. muscles pump against the veins and drive the blood back up to the heart, yeah. and that alleviates the pressure in the vein where 
the clock can start out. Yes. And so. very simple remedies. Yeah, Wear your yeah. stockings and yeah. play the alcohol with your toes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 If it's a transatlantic flight then, if it's the, if it's the big, big airplane, I often say to people, look, at do a circuit of the plane every half an hour that yeah. you're awake mm-hmm. because there's room to circulate. Yes. Not as easy on yeah. the three opposite three. The Airbuses are the same. Yeah. 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 Mm. Now, there was something else. Sorry. Thomas, did you want to come in there? Geraldine. Good morning, Thomas. You're very welcome. Listen, I need to apologise to you. That's okay. Your son-in-law, your son-in-law had me, um, how do you say, split allegiances this morning. He's coaching for me this morning up in Scarif. He's coaching. We're preparing for the soccer camps in Scarif. And you know what? Here I am, and I'm late for a second time. I am diligently listening to Conor McGee here. I am so obsessed with having no hair on my head during sun that no one has mentioned the number one haircut the sunshine and the effect are we more vulnerable than yourself with most wonderful hair that myself connor luke were a little bit challenged simple Uh, wear a hat wear a hat well, I do have. I have. A, I have this so ridiculous hat yeah. that I can't go into public with. So I wear it when no one sees me. But that's only like for a third of the time of the day. So what am I going to do, Geraldine? Wear a hat. But I have to go back to Connor because he has a very important other aspect of travel safety that we have to consider. Connor, over to you. Okay. So Sorry, the next one on the list as we've gone through it would be is holiday mishaps, which is usually accidents. All right. Yeah. And. Depending on which group. Now, if you're bringing children away, they're playing in parks, they're climbing trees, they fall, they break something. Uh, if you move up to, you know, the teenager, early 20s, uh, slightly wilder times, people might make very poor decisions, climbing over things to get back into a hotel, take a fall. Yeah. Get an E111 form and card and have it with you if you're in the EU. Okay? Yeah. Very get that in your local health centre. Yes, and essential. And if you're anywhere in the EU, that card will get you sorted getting medical yeah. uh, medical help. It's just an important tip. Travel insurance is a very important thing. And then another source of, of upset for people on holidays can be sexually transmitted infections. Has to be said. Oh, it does. And again, preventable. And again, there's things you can do. I would say to some people, in, if you're bringing your hat and you're bringing your sun cream, bring condoms. Um, absolutely essential. Connor, I thought you were going to say wear your hat. But that's <laughs> well, it's, it's the team. That's the team, uh, Thomas. Very good. Now, while I put that in, um, I might as well clarify that that advice is for everybody, not yes. just um, very young Holidaymakers. That includes very old holidaymakers. Yeah, you shocked me a minute ago yeah, when you yeah, said that. Yeah. Highest rate of increase per population group in Ireland for sexually transmitted infections is the retirees. Good God. Yeah. There's a whole life out there that I knew, never knew anything have, about. Have we got too much time in our hands, Connor? Is that basically what it is? Being a retiree. Being a retiree. Um, I think it's because people socialise more, move around more, and I just think more opportunities are there. And that, that's what's given rise to it. But there again, the is, there same is another th- aspect that when people are widowed or retired or made widowers, uh, they're kind of on their own. And if they go away, they're among a group of people that they can relax with. And uh, I suppose maybe inhibitions are, you know, I, I don't know. And they're lonely uh, at home, maybe. Sure. And now they're in groups of people. And they, but I they think for everybody, Jolene, I think it's fair to say for everybody, opportunities arise. Yeah. 
yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and let's you know my only interest in giving the advice is i'm just looking at it from the point of view of microorganisms going around the place doing damage and how do you stop them the, the um what people should or shouldn't do morality wise is is not a medical issue i know that's, i'm not that's yes. yeah. i'm but just yeah, yeah. opportunities mm-hmm. arise yeah mm-hmm. and that's the same thing. but and people do travel more people do meet more people do socialize more at, at all age groups mm-hmm. Connor, have you got a direct number that anyone can phone in today? One eight hundred oh eight nine two five eight two six four seven. If they have issues in relation to this topic, well, if we're on that topic, um, like the HSC through UHL have a genital urinary medicine clinic, a gum clinic. Obviously, the medical centre we were trying to look after you as well. Some things can be done in Limerick that we can't, but. No, anybody coming back from holiday, if they think they've had an exposure or concern, or if, they, if they're symptomatic in some way in a gentle area, I would just say get some get some medical ha- advice. And also be aware that it's pr- it's a private consultation and a very discreet one. So yeah, the, entirely. It entirely. isn't a, it, it isn't a public in any manner. Oh no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's like the socks and the hat. Just go prepared. Isn't that it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Connor, we could talk for a. F- full 24 hours. It's been fascinating and thank you so much for coming in. We have to move on unfortunately and leave it there but we'll we'll have you back again I think to talk longer and more um, detailed on this this subject. Thanks so, and thanks thanks for the so much. Thank You're you very more much. Than thank welcome. you. Okay. It's our pleasure. Thank you.